Welcome to Making Noise, Making Moves, a podcast series created for Noise Moves Youth Dance Festival 2021. Today we are speaking with Taryn Vanderhoop, a dancer, choreographer, and international yoga and dance teacher. She is also co-founder of Summation Dance, an all-female modern dance company now based in New York City and LA, and she's also a professor of dance at Loyola Marymount University. Welcome, Taryn. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, I'm really interested to hear from you about your influences, be they people or experiences, which have led you to where you are today. Um, that's a really complicated question, <laughs> of course, because there have been so many people that have contributed, but um, my primary influence is probably my partner, Sumi Clements, who I co-founded Summation Dance with. We met at NYU um, and when we graduated, it was the height of the recession and most of the men in our graduating class had jobs, um, but most of the females did not. So we started our all-female company and when we were in grad school together, one of the professors compared us to rice and beans, how they're really great separate, but when you put them together, it makes a complex protein. So we really, um, yeah, so we really not only got along, but artistically had the same sensibilities. So she has been one of my biggest influences uh, in terms of choreography. Uh, and then also Jody Gottfried Arnhold, who's the founder of the Dance Education Laboratory in New York City. I've been involved with working with Dell for about a decade. And she really saw something in me and asked me to choreograph her Dell movement sentence choirs, which are these large scale productions with community members. And once I started doing that, I sort of realized, okay, Corey choreographing doesn't have to be so scary if I can move a hundred people around in a room and it made the process more playful. So yeah. So I have this like very serious artistic aesthetic from summation dance that Sumi and I developed and then combining that with the more community work that I did with Dell helped me to make my professional work more playful and collaborative. So those two influences have really informed my current style and approach to art making. You've also established a very strong yoga practice. Does this play a role when working with your students? Definitely. Uh, when I started practicing yoga, it was in the middle of grad school. And as we all know, dance, dance can be very, um, a very challenging field because oftentimes you're told to look exactly like the person presenting the material. Uh, and it's a very cutthroat field when you're, you know, auditioning constantly. Mm -hmm. So I started practicing yoga just to bring a sense of alignment to my body, my breath, my mind, my spirit, and have a practice where I didn't have to look like anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it could be just for me. And that started to influence the way I danced, <laughs> because when you even start to think about that outside movement in a different way, well, maybe it doesn't have to be, maybe it doesn't have to be so rigid. And, oh, I found my breath in this yoga practice. Mm -hmm. What if I breathe more when I dance, which mm -hmm. is a common correction, but really hard to apply when you actually don't know how to breathe and 
don't spend hours doing it. So I started to spend hours breathing and then finding that breath and freedom in my dancing was really informative as an artist. And then I realized, oh, this approach, this holistic approach, I can bring that into the classroom. And dance doesn't have to be maybe the way that I was taught in a more old school methodology of somewhat monkey see monkey do and I'm right I'm the instructor and I'm going to give all of the information to you and you have to do exactly right and there's only one right way I mean that is unfortunately for the most part the way that I was trained Mm -hmm. and that is changing and I'm so grateful for that (laughs) right I'm so grateful that that is changing uh but the yoga practice I think helped me be at the forefront of that change And with, when you're talking about breath there, I mean, we all breathe differently. So obviously that's going to have an impact on quality of movement. And if you're um, teaching that to your students as well, that has a real impact on them and it's very liberating and freeing for them as well. So that they then, it helps them have their own voice and that kind of helps them. That's the passageway into them having their own unique way of moving as well. So how have they adapted or how do they take this on? Because sometimes people starting to do breath work are just like, oh, what do you mean? Or, you know, it's this whole other thing to then think about it on top of, on top of the choreography or on top of the work that they're trying to um, take on. So how do they relate to what you're helping them with? Yeah, I think it's a process. Yeah. Because it's gradual. It's gradual. I'll say breathe and we'll talk about it in the beginning of class. I'll remind them throughout and you know, dance is an aesthetic art form. So they're used to being watched. They're used to being critiqued. So when I, when I tell them, Hey, maybe if you just relax and breathe and only focus on that, the next time you do the phrase, that might not be something they're hearing or that for the Mm. first time they've heard it and they don't even know what that means. Right. Mm. How, what do you mean? Just focus on breathing Yeah, I breathe all the time. Why is it important? But I, I'll model it myself in some of the phrase work or I'll say like, take mm-hmm. an inhale here. This is an exhale. This is a release. Like, oh, yeah. let me feel your body let go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll use noises. And, you know, sometimes they probably think I'm crazy, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, yeah, absolutely. And as you're saying, you know, I mean, you're, 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 you're a model, you're a role model for them as well in the classroom and they're learning from you. So if you're comfortable and you're really able to fully embody that, then they're going to take that on and slowly over time, they'll understand it in these little um, nuggets that they're, you are giving to them. They'll slowly be able to embody it will become second nature to them. And they'll kind of learn how to integrate the two of them or work, work with their breath and with the movement as well. Yeah. And I really feel like what you just said, like, I don't expect my students to understand or embody everything right when I tell them to do it. It's a process. And I didn't understand many of the things that my teacher tried to teach me or told me for years. So even if they leave dance, I think many of the principles that we teach in dance will breathe and relax into it while you present, Mm -hmm. while you're giving a speech, while you're being a leader, how can you relax into the role of leadership or presentation, I think that the skills we teach in dance are really valuable and it's okay with me if it doesn't click right away. Yeah. And I really don't expect it to. I think that's a really unfair expectation, especially mm. at the pre-professional or collegiate level when they're being bombarded with really mind-blowing so <laughs> and expansive, content. yeah, worldview yeah. 
information. They, they just need time to process. So Taryn, I have a question for you around current, our current circumstance or current situation of COVID-19. And uh, we've been talking a lot about how you work, how we all work in the studio. I take it you're not in studio now? We're not, no. No. How has that then changed the way you teach? Have you had to go back to the drawing board a bit to relook at the needs of your students as well? I have definitely taken into consideration how my students are processing and feeling, but I try in my classes to emulate what we would do in the studio very closely. And I, I will say that I'm really enjoying myself and the students tell me that that I'm meeting that goal. They feel like they're, even though they're over Zoom, they feel like they're working like they would in a class. And what I have done is the difficulty for me teaching over Zoom is that if I'm demonstrating, I can't Mm -hmm. see them. Mm -hmm. So I make videos of every phrase and then including the warm up, everything. And then I play the video and then they do it with a video. So I can come up to the screen watch. and watch them. Very good. Okay. And, and that keeps the pace of class yeah. going. Yeah. And it also allows me, I can see it's amazing. And I think that they're shocked too. I'm like, you're initiate, you're not initiating with your fingers. <laughs> I mean, I can see yeah, the yeah, yeah. it's more been like, I have approached this kind of a similar way to my choreographic work in a very playful way. Okay. What can we still do? What is still possible as opposed to, oh, this sucks. We're on zoom. Yeah. Um, I'm also really comfortable with technology and I like using technology. So it yeah. wasn't as daunting to me. It was like a challenge to figure out. Mm-hmm. So I've had a great time. And honestly, my yoga teacher trainings for my, my yes. Lilo yoga, um, is my yoga company have gone fully virtual and it has just opened up a world of possibilities in so many ways. And I'm going to keep it. (laughs) I'm going to keep teaching online. Even when we return to person, I think that there's really benefits for students to learning online, especially I've seen benefits for improv and choreography because they're in their own space. They can not worry about their peers watching them. They yes. can do things that freedom. they, yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course I'm watching them, but not in the same way. You don't feel all the eyes. And I think that, and they also told me I had my conferences yesterday. So I have a yeah. lot of fresh information from my students, but they also told me um, that they feel more accountability for learning the phrase work because they can't okay. depend on anybody else. Very good. Yes, so, yes, yes. It's very telling, isn't it as well? Because they want to yeah, keep up. So, <laughs> exactly. They want to keep up and they know mm-hmm. if they don't pay attention, there's nobody they can kind of look out of the corner of their mm-hmm. eye and see, <laughs> see what to do next. So yeah. I think there's a lot of benefits even for dance. And of course, I'm anxious to get back in person. Yeah. Of course, I would but love you- to be back in the studio. But I, I don't think that we should do away with everything we have discovered during this time. No, absolutely. There's some crossover. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that whole thing of using the time, using what the time has to offer now. And that when you're back in the studio, you'll take all of that forward with you. And like you're saying, you're going to keep things online because there's great opportunities within that as well. And there's great benefits to people as well in terms of carrying that forward. Yeah, I like what you just said. Like that was a big mantra of mine, especially in the beginning. Life, this is still your life. <laughs> this yeah. is this is still happening now. We need to use the time that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I would just remind my students to be grateful for Zoom because if this had happened when I was in school, we would have gone home and stayed in our house. (laughs) There wasn't social media, like we would have just been really isolated. So I have been very grateful for this platform to allow us to connect and just looking at it to discover more possibilities. That's it. And the art form, they're still progressing as dancers. The art form is still progressing. Practice can still progress. And it's not like they're not missing. They're not missing time. They're just discovering in different ways, which will enhance them and enhance work when they're back in studio. Yeah. And I've also been telling them recently, I'm like, listen, the world is going to open back up pretty soon. And I know that we're going to be complaining about being in person. (laughs) And it'll take you two weeks. You're going to be grateful. And then all of a sudden you're going to be tired. (laughs) You're going to have to jump. You're going to have to jump again. We're all going to have to learn to jump again. (laughs) We're all going to have to jump. You're going to have to commute and there will be new complaints. So like, let's just enjoy the rest of this time. (laughs) Yeah. You've touched on some really interesting points and really important points about um, being an individual and, and dancing the way that's right for you. And I was thinking about the role of social media and how a lot of people are posting on Instagram and and different platforms that people are feeling like they need to be like and using those as their role model rather than looking into what they have to offer and about realizing their own possibilities. I guess that whole thing as well of when you're using your breath, you really are focused on being in the present moment. And do you... Do you feel that that has an impact at all on working with your students or do you find that that enters the studio of dancers have preconceived ideas of what they should be doing? Yes, I definitely think that social media has influenced the way that we all think and act, uh, unfortunately or fortunately. And I do think it's not all good or bad. I'll never forget, Sumi and I were uh, doing a commission for summation dance up in Massachusetts and it was up for a performing arts high school and one of the students said to us oh well we're not going to pursue dance because we're not very we're not I'm not good enough and I said well what do you mean <laughs> how do you know that already and and they said oh well you know we see on social media how good everybody is so we don't have what it takes to make it and I just, at that moment, my heart just broke because I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> a girl just, just moved to New York really on a, not on a whim, but like if I had had all of that media telling me I wasn't good enough, I never would have gone. Right. But I didn't have much to compare myself to. And then when I moved to New York, I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I am a small, small fish in a big, big pond and I have a lot of work to do. Um, but that. I, so that was heartbreaking and coming to LA too, there's a really interesting, um, strange thing happening here that my students tell me about in the master classes with the choreographers at the end of class, they just have the people that either are with the company or are really good perform the phrase for the camera. Yeah. Oh, it happens everywhere. Yeah. I, and maybe, everyone else has to go to the side. And, yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Maybe it happens in New York too, but not in any of the classes that I was taking, (laughs) not in any of the like contemporary modern classes. Have I, (laughs) yes, they'll film at the end. Like they might put some, they'll might hold up a camera for Instagram, but they're not making everybody go to the side. So I know that's really disheartening for 
the students and it's like they're paying to take class and then they're asked to sit at the side. So yes, I think it's the, it's affected them. And then, you know, are they performing for the camera Mm. or are they performing for themselves in the, in, in the moment? And I think these are all good questions to ask, but at the moment that, that we currently find ourselves in, we're all performing for the camera. <laughs> so, that's a really good so, point. That's uh, a really good point. I don't know that it's all bad. And I also think that they have taken, if you can use social media in the right way, mm-hmm. I, and I use social media a lot. And I think, and I have found like a lot of inspiration. So if you yeah. use it for inspiration um, and to make connections with other people, mm-hmm then it's great. But I do think that there's something about the developmental level of high school age students and even into the college level where there's so much comparison going on mm-hmm. um, that it, I think it has impacted a lot of dancers at that age negatively. Yeah, and I guess though it's really important for all young dancers to have a strong role leader like yourself who is able to balance what they see and what they can do and help them realize what it is that they can do and who they are, you know, helping them find their voice of expression and just having that balance there. Yeah, because I think another really important thing to share with your students is that not everything is for every body. Like I don't need to do everything that I see. I don't need to be good at everything that I see. Mm. And I think when you're younger, myself included, you feel this pressure to be amazing at everything. And that's just not realistic. We don't have enough time to be experts at everything. And it's just really not possible. So it's okay to be inspired by what you see and not make it, have it make you feel bad about where you are or yourself. Mm oh, that's for somebody else. That's not for me. I'm going to focus on what I do really well. Yeah, that's lovely. And just as a closing here, what is important for you to pass on to young dancers? Oh man, just one? (laughs) You can take a few. (laughs) Uh, I think just to be yourself because nobody else can be like you. And at a certain point, dancing like other people starts to get boring and even in auditions when somebody can do something just like I'm doing it that's great but I'm looking for something more than that um I guess just to be yourself and enjoy yourself (laughs) just remember that it's fun that's great thank you (laughs) yeah you're welcome (laughs) lovely to speak with you thanks for having great to speak to you as well thank you thank you for listening today Making Noise, Making Moves is part of the Noise Moves Youth Dance Festival for 2021. Noise Moves is a part of Noise Dublin, the youth arts program of South Dublin County Arts Office. The festival is funded by the South Dublin County Council and the Arts Council of Ireland with support from Dance Ireland and Creative Ireland, partnerships with Contact Studios and Music Generation Studio, and the festival is sponsored by Dance World. Follow us on social media at Noise Moves and please subscribe to our YouTube channel to see our latest pieces of work.